Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I am the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, welcome to this edition of the Once Bitten podcast and joining me today, good old friend Obi Nwosu, who was the first person to sponsor this show. Huge respect, Obi. Thank you so much for your support and your trust, quite frankly, because you were there very, very early in this project as we discuss at the beginning of this show. So I won't say any more. I'll just let the listeners listen in. Obi's the CEO of CoinFloor, coinfloor.co.uk forward slash bitten. That is where you can go and start stacking some sats. It is a UK exchange, but they do serve different countries across Europe. So check out if you can use their service. They also have now just launched their app, which we talk about. So make sure you go check out that as well. If you do want to carry on stacking sats across Europe and you can't use that service, you can use Relay, R-E-L-A-I dot C-H forward slash Bitten. If you're across the pond, thank you so much for listening. First of all, you can use Swan Bitcoin, guys. SwanBitcoin.com forward slash Bitten. They have you covered across every single state and they are also going international. So make sure wherever you are, see if you can download their app and see if you can access their service as well. But as you know, and as Obi would tell you, or any owner of an exchange worth their salt, you have to take control of your coins. And if you're going to do that, use a Bitcoin hardware wallet. You can use the Bitbox 02, Bitcoin only edition. I am a user myself. I think it's a very, very cool piece of kit, as are some other podcasters in the space. I know Guy and John are using it as well, and for good reason. Take control. You can go to shiftcrypto.ch forward slash bitten to get a 5% discount. Enjoy this episode with Obi. Okay, Lauren, who do we have on the show today? Obi. <laughs> Obi, welcome, Obi. mate. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hello, Lauren. Long time. Yeah. <laughs> what, well, what did you want to ask Obi today? Mm, oh, yeah. Um, I nearly forgot my question again. Um, so <laughs> my question is, I heard that you're making this app. So what is the app about? Oh, okay. That's a big, well, it's, our app is designed to make buying Bitcoin really easy. And in time, buying, owning and using Bitcoin easy. That's what it's about. So in one sentence. Right, right. Good. Okay. So when you are a little bit older and you have your own phone and you have your own money, you'll just Which be able to go onto the CoinFloor app and click, years. click, click. You'll be able to start stacking some sats. Hurrah. Mm-hmm. Have, but you, have you started stacking sats in any way or is someone stacking for you, Lauren? Um, when we get like, uh, like Christmas money or birthday money, we decide how much money we want to go into Bitcoin. And so, wait. Is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Because I thought I understood the question wrong. Um, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. Like when we get any 
that they will cost us money if we choose how much we want to go into Bitcoin and then we leave the rest for us to spend. And I've got to give you a, a little bit of money each month for helping on the podcast. Yep. So you've got to create mm-hmm. a, a receipt for me on your wallet of Satoshi. Yeah. And then I can ping it across. <laughs> luckily, luckily, CoinFloor sponsored a show so I can afford Lauren. That's the, uh, that's, that's <laughs> the good thing. <laughs> so um, it's Lauren pay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm happy. It's, it completely changes and transforms the, the show. So money well spent. Mm. Or Satoshi's well spent. Obi was the first person to show trust and support uh, on the podcast. He was the first person to say, yo, we'd like to help you out and, uh, and support the show. Really? Yeah. 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 So we I just, always... Well, it was... A oh, debt of gratitude to, uh, to Obi for that. Thank you, mate. No worries. I mean, from the very first time I um, talked to you, I could just tell that you were doing something really special um, you've got a very special family as well. And um, I, I just thought, and, and you know, I, I'm not surprised to see how far you've progressed and you're going to continue to progress. So I'm really happy to be just a little part of that. Really appreciate it, mate. Thank you so much. Well, Lauren, did you have any more questions for Obi before you wanted to uh, head off? Because you've got an arts and craft I, lesson, haven't I, you? Yeah, but I've got a question. Do a lot of people, do, do a lot of people call you Obi-Wan Kenobi? <laughs> um, yeah, I get, I get a lot of people call me that. Um, and I really like being um, compared to a Jedi Knight. I mean, there's not many other cooler things you can be compared to. Mm. Uh, I love Star Wars. Um, yeah, it would be great to meet you and McGregor one of these days and to tell mm. him how to be a Jedi Knight properly. You know, he's, he does it pretty well. <laughs> you watched, you're a fan of Star Wars? Uh, no, not really, but I've watched all the movies. No. Oh. But wait, you've watched, watched all the movies, you love all the movies. But so you're not a fan. Not a fan? I, I don't know, <laughs> just like, I don't know, I just like, like I, I mean, I'm a fan, but I'm not like a huge fan. Oh, like you're not crazy. Like yeah. you're not going to dress up yeah. and yeah. D- right, do that. Kind I mean, of okay. I dress up as like anime stuff, but otherwise, no. <laughs> ah, anime. So I'm a massive fan of anime, by the way. Oh, okay. What do I'm, you watch? I'm a huge anime fan. Um, so recently, I'm I'm watching um, that time when I got reincarnated as a slime, which is really cool. But um, have you watched Sword Art Online? Have you watched um, Full Metal Alchemist? I think I might have be a little watched... too today, but yeah. Well, which ones have okay, you watched? What you I've, watching? I've watched what watching? Hunter x Hunter, My Hero Academia, Demon yeah. Slayer. I've watched Spirited yeah. Away. I've watched yeah. two other anime Spirits movies. Away is, yeah, Spirits I, I just Away watched is from that, a long yeah. time ago. Though. That's really? a long time ago, Spirited really? Away. Yeah, that's, that's like 20 years old, that movie. It's a really so good maybe movie. Maybe 15, 20 years old. That's a really good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hunter x Hunter, I still need to watch. No, we could talk about um, <laughs> anime all day, but yeah, I love anime. Really good. Well, you got to go um, write some Bitcoin anime and then uh, Sophia can um, do the artwork because she's already done some kind of like Satoshi anime pictures, hasn't she? D- d- Which are very cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we did. All right. We'll say goodbye. Anyways, and yeah. I have to go. Bye. May the force be with you. See you later. <laughs> Thank you very much. See you later. Obi, excellent. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on again, mate. And yeah, we got tons to talk about. Absolutely tons. 
I don't know where to start it really. Uh, well, um, quick intro for those people that are tuning in for the first time because there's always newbies coming to the show. Um, who are you and uh, you know, what do you have to do with, with Bitcoin? So my name's Obi. I am a Jedi Knight. No, no, seriously. <laughs> um, I am the CEO and co-founder of CoinFloor. And CoinFloor is the UK's longest running Bitcoin exchange. Um, we've been around since 2013 um, and we've been serving the European community, mainly UK, but all across Europe, um, allowing people to easily buy, own and use Bitcoin. And you're watching over the fact that uh, it's Bitcoin only exchange, which is what I love. And this is how I actually found you guys because of your announcement, which was December 2019, if I've got that right. Is that the correct timeline? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were leading up to it and prepping for the announcement, but we, we went Bitcoin only. For 11 months, we listed Ethereum and that, that was 11 months, more than enough. <laughs> we delisted it. We went back to Bitcoin only. It was a very good decision. And um, every month that's gone by, we are just become more and more excited about the decision. Uh, we're super excited about the coming year or so. Um, a lot of time was taken actually to unwind the position from Ethereum. And what you have to realize when you list one of these altcoins, it's a, it's a multi-year commitment. So if it turns out that it's not going to be right for you, you have an ongoing cost as a company. Um, and so there's a lot of people who've got a, an operational cliff that they're going to hit at some point when, they, when everything starts going back towards Bitcoin. Yes, exactly. And uh, I've had Danny from Coin Corner on the show a few times, and he's fighting these battles daily, just trying to get this stuff off and away from them. And it's just, uh, yeah. it's really, really difficult. And a lot of it- And the longer you leave it, yeah. The longer lot you of, leave it, the, the, the cost goes up and up and up. And then you, you look at someone like Coinbase or, you know, Revolut have fallen into this trap now where like Revolut every Tuesday, it's like new token Tuesdays, just, oh my God, you guys, you're digging yourself a hole you'll never be able to get out. Yeah. Yeah. And well, the alternative is um, we, you just focus on the thing that really adds value, solves a problem that's an actual huge problem to solve. Um, has already is already feature complete. Every new feature being added to Bitcoin is is gravy, but it's actually already feature complete. So all the technical, all, all the core technical risks, or, or all the philosophical business model risks have all been accounted for, and you just work on it and build on it and just make an incredibly good product to solve the biggest one of the biggest challenges that we have in modern times. I think that's that's an that's an admirable and um, valuable enough thing to deal with. Uh, absolutely. So if everything else on top of Bitcoin is gravy, what's your favorite gravy? What's my favorite gravy on top of Bitcoin? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm really keen to, well, I've actually become more and more of a fan of um, second layers because I'm, we're, we're quite conservative, but now that they've become mature enough we're actually becoming more and more a fan of second layers. So obviously lightning, I'm seeing a lot of stuff that's exciting there. And so in our sort of really steady, really mature, really slow to add, adopt things, we think now it's at the point where it makes sense to start adopting and, and 
and we think it can scale and the conversations we've had suggest um you know been to the lightning um lightning um um dev calls and so on and seen the development over a few years and we think this is now core infrastructural level that we can start supporting it um, so that's really exciting um really i i've also been observing what's been happening with um other level um, layer two solutions like liquid so i think that's getting quite exciting mature um there's there's just tons of stuff i'm really excited about taproot and seeing that come on board um and looking at some of the things that are are being suggested that could be used um, and benefit from um, taproot, such as CoinSwap and all these other features. So there's a, just a, there's going to be this explosion of new business and development based on taproot. It, it's it's the next twelve months is just going to it's just going to be dizzying. You know? So we want to just make sure that we provide a service that makes it really easy to. And this is where we've sort of expanded our vision, not just buying. We've made that really, really easy, but and owning as well, um, incentivizing and promoting self-custody. And if you if you do hold any crypto on an exchange, um, doing um, provable solvency audits for the period of time you hold it before you self-custody it, we do that. But also using, I think that's the next phase with things like with things like um, Lightning, the announcement or the the appearance of an announcement that Amazon's going to potentially start start uh, accepting Bitcoin. Uh, that's that's uh, that's El Salvador level announcement, you know, with, with hits. You know, so this is this is really exciting. So the usage of Bitcoin is going to really kick off now. How does this kind of intertwine with with the exchange? For, you know, from a business standpoint, that that what I'm trying to figure out is if you guys implement Lightning, what's the how does that affect your bottom line? You're going to save a hell of a lot of cash on fees, I, ex I expect. I mean, what you tell me. Let's get under the um, hood of CoinFloor. How, how does it work? So I don't think it will um, have a massive effect on us because our fees, we just generally pass on when it comes to withdrawals, but it will have a massive effect on our customers. Um, so if customers want to make smaller withdrawals, especially when it comes to certain services where they want to withdraw more frequently, they, they're sort of prevented from doing that because of on-chain fees. And it does, you could do it, but it just doesn't make sense to do it because there's a sort of minimum amount you want to withdraw for a given fee. Um, with Lightning, you can have fees measured in the pennies potentially for smaller withdrawals. And therefore, it makes sense to withdraw more frequently and more often and so on. Um, so from our point of view, the costs we get, we pass on because we, we have to pass us on um, when we do a withdrawal. But the costs will be lower if they choose to use Lightning. And therefore, the customer will see a massive reduction. So that's the bigger benefit for Lightning for our customers. But our objective, we're doing this because we want to help our customers. <laughs> And we want to we want to win by helping our customers win. So that's still a win for us. If it doesn't cost us any more and our customers win, let's go for it. LFG. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, mate. And one I thing won't, I won't I won't expand on the acronym. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren's not here. So, but, but anyway, I think the listeners know what you're getting, what you're getting at. Um, and, and if I just uh, bring this back to the fact that you know you're, you're a Bitcoin only exchange again. 
I put out a little tweet the other day, tongue in cheek, which almost backfired in my face uh, about the interview, <laughs> the interview coming up with you and how I was going to try and convince you to list Satcoin on the exchange, uh, which oh, yeah. is which is just a meme. Obviously, it's just like Satcoin is Bitcoin, but you know, it's trying to change the unit bias. Um, I, for one, have we, managed. Uh, to, I've, managed, <laughs> I've managed to, to, to pull somebody uh, with the Satcoin meme. It's like, listen, like, you, you know, what one pound gets you like 4,000 Satcoin is crazy. Just go to coinfloor.co.uk forward slash bitten, sign up. They've got a new app. <laughs> they handle it for you, whatever. You're just buying Satcoin. But then somebody pointed out in one of the Telegram groups, he's like, there's a white paper for this shit. I'm like, oh, my God, someone's gone and actually done that. This is like... Shit. The white paper for Satcoin. Yeah, and I, I, so I, I, I actually had going. this idea. I had this idea as a, as a, you know, we did that sort of London underground. Yes, um, that was Bitcoin awesome. is dead, easy, and and you know, there's some other fun ideas that we're thinking about. But one idea that we talked about at one point was that we'd we'd list a token on the platform, Bitcoin exchange, but we're listing a to token, and it's going to be called the Secure Auto Buy Token also known as the sat and it's going to be a, it's also going to be a stable coin which is which is a, it's a bit like it's a stable coin of, of backed by bitcoin and then you get 100 million um secure auto buy tokens for every sat you know and it has amazing and, it, and it's secured by the bitcoin network immediately you can it, we've already had conversations with multiple other exchanges and so on so it's instantly usable on places places like bitrefill on, on all the, and, and basically just going Bitcoin, but, you know, and we'll make a white paper for it, you know, the whole thing. It was, yeah. But it sounds like someone's already done that. So, but it, it was going to be fun. But, you know, that, uh, and the argument again, uh, around, or the debate, I should say, around unit bias. Uh, and some people were like, well, if people don't understand it, they're not putting the effort in, then therefore, you know, you, you, you buy Bitcoin at the price you deserve. Um, and then on the, the flip side of that coin, uh, is just trying to help people like you know bring them straight to straight to bitcoin in whatever fashion is possible and then at least they're like an inch down the rabbit hole uh and hopefully less likely to look at all the other crap i mean there there, there clearly is a unit bias i mean having having talked to so many people and over the last six months i've really tried to talk to hundreds of people i really tried to evangelize and, and but not just evangelize and just talk but listen to the feedback and so on unit bias is one thing and i think or maybe something in the middle bits is another one people have talked about um sat coin could do it uh, i think that helps um depending on people's level there's sort of targets they want to hit and round numbers make sense people want to be whole coiners or 10 coiners or they want to be um satillionaires or or, or whatever, but these are all sort of, they want to hit these levels. And so you have unit bias at many levels and um, keep working on it, keep thinking about it because someone's going to come up with a meme and it's going to stick. And it just takes, the beautiful thing about memes is if they gain energy, you know, if the force, if they're imbued with the force, the Metaflorian count is high, you know, then, whew, before you know it, it only takes it only takes a day, and and everybody's talking about it. Look how and it's quick. people like you and 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 the other meme memesters that are are going to help make that happen. Look how quick the laser eyes went, right? That was overnight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 
laser eyes. Um, I'm, I still, I love my laser eyes filter. So there's been other memes in the middle, but the laser eyes just, I still don't actually fully <laughs> understand it other than it just feels like you're part of this community. And then like, we're aliens, you know, but you know, going in, embedding Bitcoin in your soul. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the app, mate, because I think the last time we chatted, you were, um, you were either kicking the idea around or you'd shelved it a dozen times because it just looked like a hell of a lot of work. And uh, here you are, mm. you've released it. Mm. How's it going? Mm. Tell the people what's going on with it and mm. um, what yeah. the experience you've had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, because some people think, wait a minute, you've been around for eight years and you're just releasing an app now? What gives? You know? <laughs> and uh, it's a long story. That's, I, I probably don't have time for it to now, but uh, it's a long story, um, but we released it. Um, and the moment we actually had it in, um, uh, so we did this sort of stealth launch where we didn't really announce it for a few months. Um, we went to see what people's feedback would be. And it was more basic than the, the app that we've announced now. Um, and the feedback was really, really good. We weren't, even, we weren't even trying to get feedback from a few people. Other people were starting to ask, tell other people about it, but then they were getting confused. Because, but is this the app? Because there were attempts to make apps by third parties and so people were wanting to know. So in the end, we got some initial feedback, which was really good. We got this torrent of feedback, which always suggests engagement. Um, and um, we, we made some changes to the app. And we thought, although we've got this laundry list of things now that we want to add, which we're so excited about, but I'm, I'm not going to, I generally don't talk about future too much until it's here, but I mean, I'm really excited. But we, we launched it at this stage where we've put in a number of things that we thought, okay, this is a good, simple start product that solves a couple of very, very big problems that we see. And we'll keep solving other problems on the way. And then we announced it because it was just, there was a little bit of confusion and we want to make Bitcoin easy. And we don't want people to not be sure whether this is the, the CoinFlow app. So um, it's, it, the feedback has been great. We're really excited about the product and it's just one of those things. It's like, um, I just wish now in retrospect that we did it sooner, but on the other hand, I'm happy we did it now because it's given us all of that input, all of that um, background. And we, we have a very clear sort of roadmap of what we want to do. Um, yeah, it's as an app, it's, solves one of the biggest problems that we've seen, which is signing up, being really, making it really, really, really easy to sign up. And then auto buying is still there. And we have single buying as well. If you want to just buy on a one-off basis, we make that really easy. We're gonna make those easier and that's coming, but it's already easy to buy. It's incredibly easy to sign up. Um, and also it's really easy to just share it with a friend. You just with a click of a button and that those things you've made easy. Now, you, you'll probably notice if you have the app every week or two, you'll just see update, update, because we're just adding, adding, adding. And we want to do it in a very agile manner now that we've got the basics there. Um, so yeah, it's just really exciting. So can existing customers just download the app and put in their customer ID number and you're away to go? That's all linked to, yep, okay. 
nodding yep. your head. <laughs> CSC customers can just download the app. Um, they can enter their credentials, get on. And once they've come on, we can use the, your phone if it supports it, which most modern phones do. It, it's for uh, its forms of facial or fingerprint ID to maintain security, but speed up the signing up process. And then when you first come, you come to the app and you open it up, you see your Bitcoin world in one view. So instead of going to one place to work out what has happened over the last month, not the last day, the last month, because we, we're fo focused on the long term, longer term, you, uh, what's happened to the price or what the current market cap is, or what the current price is in pounds or dollars, because in fiat land, US dollar is, is the, the national, the, the sort of international comparison currency. Um, you can see your balance and you can see your recent auto buys um, and, and sell and withdrawals all in one view. So you basically see your Bitcoin world in one view without having to go to anywhere. And then if you want to remind yourself of the details needed to buy, you just click on buy and we're, and if you want to withdraw, which is we're adding and augmenting soon, you can click. Uh, one right now it's two clicks, but one click of a button you'll be able to be able to withdraw, and and that's it. And there's also another button to invite, and then less use features. We have a more button. Very simple. Um, home where you see your world, your Bitcoin world in, in one screen. Buy to buy, withdraw to withdraw, um, invite to invite, and more for other stuff. Really easy, as we say on the tin. This is going to be very cool for existing customers. Yeah, I mean, I've got it downloaded now. It's installed. I've got to go um, just put in my customer ID number. I wasn't able to get it uh, a few days back when I tried to get it. And I didn't know whether that was because I was on Google Play or in France, but it's downloaded now. It's installed. So I'm looking forward to uh, yeah. playing around with that. That was because you were... Um, so we we launched and then um, we've expanded the regions in which it's available. And so now it's right. it's available. There's took a couple of days to do that so yeah it's it's available um obviously we have a lot of customers in the uk but we have customers overseas um in many other places and we expect interest in the products to increase beyond the uk over the coming months um so we're quite excited about that many people who are digital nomads now are not always in the uk and so, so that increased the incentives to make sure it works everywhere. I'm, I'm coming to that. I'm coming to that. Don't worry. <laughs> I, know, I like the way you've dangled the carrot to the listeners. But uh, what, what, before we move away from the app, so if we, let, let's say, for example, we've got existing users of the, um, the exchange. They can download the app. Um, you've got uh, an invite friend feature in, in the app. If they refer their friend via the app, does that um, give them some kind of kickback or their friends some kind of kickback? Have you got any anything built in there that you can tell the listeners about? Yeah, so um, what happens is when you click on the invite link, you can social share it. So you can send them an email, you can WhatsApp, whatever mechanisms that you have. The normal thing you'll see on an app for sharing, it will, it will give you all the options. You click, it sends a link through and two things happen. If the user clicks that link, it will take them to the app download page, working out what their app is. If it's iPhone or Android, it does that all easily for you in the background. You download the app and or they download the app. And when they sign up through this really, really simple sign up process, we put a lot of effort to make it really simple. Um, when they sign up, they are automatically going to be um, 
made an affiliate of you effectively. So what it means is they get a discount on their fees for three months, and then you get a percentage of their fees for a very long period of time, much longer than a few months. Uh, the details are on the site. Um, and this is because it's it aligns both interests. You presumably are more knowledgeable and have gone down the sort of Jedi path of, of mastering um, of mastering Bitcoin and understanding um, the misinformation out there and being able to correct it. And you have the uncommon knowledge of why what we do is and what we what we what we sell or make available to purchase is such a powerful currency and beyond that the philosophy is so important so it's important that not only do they get a discount for when they start that's nice but more importantly you're incentivized beyond the, the amount you're normally anyway um just because this is such a cool thing you're incentivized to keep answering questions for that person, helping them through that process, down, down that path, that journey towards, um, you know, Bitcoin, you know, hegemony or, or enlightenment, whatever you want to call it. So that's what happens when you click the invite button. It all happens automatically. If they come to the app themselves directly, there's also a little box where they can enter your code, which you can find on you can find yourself on our site, et cetera, and they can enter it manually. But you shouldn't need to do that. It's handled automatically. Very cool, mate. Very, very cool. Well done. Well done on the launch. And it's um, it's great Thank to you. see. Great to see you guys still growing and pushing forward because one of the questions underneath the uh, the Twitter thread, which I saw you answer, I saw your response, and I gave it a slight chuckle, I must admit. <laughs> One of the questions fired across to you was, well, how do you, I'm going to have to paraphrase, how do you expect to to grow the business or pivot the business since Jack Maller's um, announcement of taking fees to zero to buy to buy Bitcoin on, the, on his apps? Uh, so, mm -hmm. and I think your response was, I don't know or something, or I'd like to know, I'd like to know the answer to that question too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I was, I was being, I was just being, I was just joking. Uh, I was assuming you're going to ask that. So I think, I think he's actually for trading. It's he's still charging a fee, point three percent, I think actually. Um, so, but um, our, our our view is very simply one. That's amazing use. We we really like that. We like the fact that it's it's a really cool app, and there are other cool apps out there. I think the most important thing is the Bitcoin space benefits from more really well put together um, um, apps with really good pricing that are focused on the customer. What Jack Mallers and Strike did, it just um, incentivizes us to make a better product um, and serve our customers better. And I'm assuming other, other players in the Bitcoin field. And um, what we think is we think we've got a couple of things up our sleeve that are coming along, which we're really excited about, which is going to do the same thing that hopefully will incentivize the strikes of this world and the squares and so on to step up their game as well. Um, and, and the end result of this is that the customer benefits, you want multiple, you don't want only one service for everybody to use. That's, that goes against the ethos of decentralization 
what you want, like you're seeing happening on the Lightning Network, multiple implementations which are competing with each other and improving the product for everybody. Um, and so, yeah, so we're really excited about that. And it just means with multiple really good Bitcoin offerings, it just takes the air out of the room for any other offerings which may confuse customers, which are multi-altcoin, crypto, this, that, whip, 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 you know, the offering all these confusing things, because all of them will be super simple to use, super clear, focused on one message, and, and will be great products because of competition leads to great products. 100%. Have you, have you felt it's slightly different this time? Because what, what usually happens or what has happened in the past is, you know, we call it Bitcoin winter or whatever else, when the price just goes all the way back down and everybody kind of crawls back under the rocks and builds. This mm. time, though, the building doesn't seem to have stopped. In fact, it seems to have picked up like nothing I've ever seen before in, in the history of this, um, you know, watching it since like 2015. You've been watching it for far longer than me and for far longer than most. This time it just feels different because every week there's a new announcement. Every day almost there's a new announcement. And it's just like, wow, how does this keep coming and getting better and better so quickly? People have not stopped building. Yeah, I think I, you know, what? I haven't really had a chance to stop because we're building. I haven't had a chance right. to stop to think about the fact that everybody's building. I feel like, um, and what's interesting is that this is, a, I think, much more of a Bitcoin thing than a other other thing. In other areas, lots of hypothetical things are being launched and mooted, but in Bitcoin. Um, there's been a lot of foundational stuff that's been worked on in the background for a while. Taproot is, you know, is finally, finally giving birth to Taproot. It's, like it's rearing its head and it's being pulled out right now with umbilical cords about to be cut. And um, Lightning was, you know, was born a few years ago, but it's now getting to the point where, you know, it's, it's walking, you know, it's, it's toddling around and it's starting to ask questions of... Uh, of interviewers, you know, about anime, you know, it's like, it's, it's got to a level, a certain level of maturity. Um, and so because we can see that then, and because they, these, this infrastructure is in place, all of this pent up desire to build on top of it has, is now able to be executed upon. And even then, further along the line, you've got things like RGB and stuff like that that are coming down the line, which are much, albeit early, but by the time we finished catching up on all this pent-up desire to build um, on top of these layer two technologies or these next level features for Bitcoin, we'll have another sort of onslaught of new developments that we can create by the time that RGB starts becoming mature and things like that and liquid, etc. So I think that's probably it if I do stop a second to think about it. Uh, the other thing that I think is also is a last few years and it's still a little bit now, unfortunately, but to a much level, lesser extent, a lot of bandwidth has been taken up behind the scenes on, you know, boring but really important stuff for a company if they want to maintain a business, regula regulation and, and compliance and regulatory stuff. And there was, and the, the lack of clarity on that made it very difficult to make progress because it was, it took a lot of focus. It still does, but I think, it's clear it's getting clearer and because it's getting clearer you don't need to spend so much of your brain space on it 
And so instead of 20% of your brain space on building and 80% of regulation, you now can get to 50-50 and over time more and more. And so you're seeing all of that um, brain power being focused on actual the product, actually helping the customers, you know? Um, and so that's just really, really, really exciting. What's going on UK regulation-wise right now? Because here we are a day or two after Rishi announcing the Bitcoin, which <laughs> I can't, I can't, I mean, we started that many majors ago, Bitcoiners, and now he's going. I know, I know, I know. And but, but now I feel worried about using it because it's associated with, I know. it can be confused now. It now becomes confused, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we want to reclaim Bitcoin or we just want to leave it and move on to, to something else. I don't know. But um, UK regulation is, is, um, is progressing. We have the crypto asset regulation um, that's put in by the FCA. But the reality is, is you know, they've made a number of announcements um, and by their actions, they're stating that they're looking to be very robust in their regulation, which basically means that they're gonna go out of their way to make sure that absolutely um, any issue they have, um, they, will, they will come down on, um, in, a, in, in, a, in a, come down on hard. Um, and that's the policy they've chosen to take in. And now what that means is it takes longer to get regulated in the UK. It's more challenging, it takes more, more time. Um, and, so some people are choosing to move on to other jurisdictions where it's easier to get regulated, which are still good jurisdictions, and others are choosing to stay. We're focused on working with the UK regulator here, um, and that's what we're doing. But it is, it, is a, it is definitely, they're looking to be very robust in their regulation. Um, and the hope is it doesn't affect innovation and competitiveness of the UK market. That's the, that's the main concern. We understand the objective, but if the objective causes um, a, a loss of competitiveness for the UK market, or even worse, it means that not enough time is spent on making a good product for the customer, then the customer actually just loses another way. And that's what we don't want to have happen. So we're working very hard to spend time on that, but also put more time uh, than we've historically done on improving the product itself. Yeah, it's hmm. they seem to be walking down the path of almost pricing themselves out of the market for the best talent to be attracted to London to build. And it's like they're, they're intent on. I mean, they've been financial, one of the like the financial center of the world in many people's eyes, you know, arguably New York um, right there behind them. It's, it's like this, it, it, I can't it, explain it is, the myth. It is, it is, it is a, is a tightrope. And if the calculation is wrong, then um, you lose a lot of talent. Um, and a cautionary tale, maybe some might consider New York with the bit license. They came with the one the first mm -hmm. to be regulated, but it was so robust. A number of very, very good companies chose to leave New York. Mm -hmm. And so the end result was that very few people they just left New York. And, and so in the long run, I think New York loses out from that. What you don't want to have happen is London and the UK loses out as well. Um, now, I think we're working very hard 
to be part of that process because we, you know, we we're a UK company and we want to do that. But you know, you can see with Coin Corner and others, you don't have to be a UK company to to continue to operate um, uh, on a global stage now. And also, Bitcoin. Our view is that Bitcoin over time is becoming more and more global. Um, so our aspirations are, are are global. And the more, and in fact, actually, the more we we've seen what's happening over the last few months and what's happening with our experience and feedback on on um, our app, the more we feel that we need to look at this in a more global way as well. Um, and we're really, really excited about that. Um, but yeah, um, I think I, you know, I very much hope that the UK regulators continue to focus on their policy, but understand that their objective is to still seem innovative and open to innovative companies. Um, and that's not just a crypto thing. I think that's beyond, if we've seen the latest announcements, that they have to think about that beyond crypto. All, all financial markets and products and offerings, um, they have to make that, that balance judgment. And let's hope they've calculated correctly on that balance judgment. Thoughts on the CBDC? Oh, CBDC? Um, I think that CBDCs are coming. Um, I, I would, I don't know. I, I don't know if they're going to mandate using them or not. If it's not mandated, I, I could imagine that quite a lot of people would not want to use it if it's not mandated. If it is mandated, you'd have to use it. But then if you have to use it, um, and you completely um, pause or prevent the use of physical cash, that's gonna be really interesting for Bitcoin because now the argument that Bitcoin's not real money because you can't hold it in your hands, it's like, well, okay, but that's the same for, <laughs> for, for CBDCs. Um, so if they remove the ability to have, or even state that over time, they're gonna remove the ability to have physical cash, that argument completely goes. Um, it also will, um, the, the interest of CBCs, um, no matter how you put it, will, will further validate, if any was needed, the existence of cryptocurrencies, of Bitcoin, because effectively they only came into existence because Bitcoin was invented. So Bitcoin led and, CB, and central banks have followed. Um, so that's another plus because we're now showing clearly that Bitcoin is the innovator and central banks are now catching up. So argument that physical cash is somehow different goes because they will, they will we'll see this phasing out physical cash. And the argument that Bitcoin is not doing anything technically innovative goes because you're effectively following this. And then what's left is time. And we see the power of a, a disinflationary and maybe over time deflationary currency versus an inflationary currency and people's eyeballs. And, uh, and so um, for me, I think CBDCs are definitely coming. Um, I, and I think if I think about it purely in Bitcoin terms, I can't see it being anything but really good for Bitcoin. If, especially if you have a long-term mindset, which and and the philosophy around Bitcoin, which I really I really 
most interested in the philosophy that Bitcoin instills in people who, who own it and, and really look at it. If you start gaining that Bitcoin sort of philosophy, you think in long term and in long term, CBCs only equals good news for Bitcoin. It only equals incredibly good news. All news is bullish for Bitcoin at the end of the day, mate. <laughs> yeah, all news is bullish. Yeah, actually. Well, yeah, maybe I, maybe my, you know, this sort of meme where you have this sort of different sized brains and you sort of have a normal brain has a little bit of um, a star in it and it expands and it goes to yeah. Bitcoin and it goes to multiple altcoins and it goes to a few. Then it goes, finally, sort of star brain, star galaxy brain goes to back to Bitcoin. And then there probably is something like universe brain where it's like all news is Bitcoin. You, you're at universe brain level now. <laughs> You've taken it to the next level. But yeah, I can see your point. <laughs> what is going on in your personal life, mate? Because you, would, would, what would you call? What would you call this it? This is a dating a, site now. No, it's not dating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. You, yeah, you're doing a new dating app, Bitcoin dating app. Uh, no. You've you've left London yourself. You've you've uprooted and you've become digital nomad. You are on the move. What was the reasons behind that? Um, so I've always wanted to be. I think well, the the catalyst. It was a long running desire to be able to be more location independent. I've had that desire for years, um, and you know this vision of on your laptop you finish your day's work you shut it and you happen to be overlooking the beach or the countryside or so on um and now finally i'm able to do that you know i can look out and see an incredible vista um and if i want to i can choose a different location um every week um so that was the an original sort of multi-decade um dream come to reality but the catalyst was you know it's the usual suspects but it was the pandemic it's been an incredibly painful period but it's also been this period to explore and and trans it's been this transformational period where you people have explored whole new ways of living and it prompted um our organization to become more um distributed in this nature decentralized in fact actually um, and so that's made us more resilient as an organization. Our efficiency levels have, if anything, increased. Um, and this is something that we want to make a permanent thing. It's, and as such, over a number of months, a lot of the team started to move out of London to the countryside, or, or a couple of our um, people moved to other places in Europe, etc. And um, at the end of last year, and the second impetus was Brexit as well, um, there was an opportunity to start that process before Brexit, where it would be, it'd be more complicated and unclear afterwards. So I started the process, and um, after a month or two, it became clear that, you know, I'm liking this. After three months, I really, really liked it. And, uh, and um that's where I am. I'm at, and uh, I would recommend anybody who has the opportunity, because I'm blessed to be able to have that opportunity to definitely do it. Even though sometimes there are issues, like for example, I've moved into a new place and I've 
two and a half weeks of our electricity, which is a little bit <laughs> of a bummer, but uh, um, it's actually a positive. Even that is a positive because I go to bed when the sun goes down. I don't have this sort of um, little box of, of lights flashing over my eyes, affecting my dreams at nighttime. And I wake up when the sun comes up and I'm having cold showers, which are all actually very healthy things. So I still want the electricity, but I might, I might retain some of the elements of, of not having electricity even once I have it. Where are you now? Where, let's let the listeners know where you are. Uh, I, I actually want to be a little bit circumstantial on my exact location because uh, obviously regulators and so on and who needs to know, no. But um, in line with uh, philosophies around Bitcoin, um, I, I choose to be a bit more circumstantial on my exact location. I will say I'm in, I'm in Europe and I like warm weather. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Fully respect that, mate. <laughs> Fully respect that. What, um, how long do you think you'll stay in, in that location? Are you, are you pretty much thinking, right, six months to a year, or can you be gone tomorrow if you need be? Um, at the beginning, I, I wasn't sure. But now, um, I actually realized that um, from a country point of view, I probably base myself here. Um, um, unless work took me to, you know, the business took me to, and the mission took me to another location, I'd base myself here. That being the case, I would want to um, travel far more frequently than I have over the last five or six years. And the nature of, of our structure as an organization now means that you can do that and still continue to work full time where pretty much wherever you are. Um, so there will be many, many times I won't be here, but this will be my base for intensive circumstances. But I could, I would, it'll be great if three, four months a year I was you know, traveling in other places. Yeah, let's just hope we can get back to normal, mate, and um, start, yeah, start hitting yeah, the uh, Yeah, I would love That's to- That's the challenge, yeah. We'd love to come and, uh, come and hang uh, or meet you in a different place, whatever. Um, yeah, where, yeah, yeah. But it, it, there's there's plenty of this going on right now. Uh, I had Nick Orovsky on the on the show just a few episodes back, who you know basically described himself as a political refugee uh, leaving Canada. John Vallis, you know, he he went across to Miami from Canada to the Bitcoin conference, never going back. He's just now bouncing around, um, trying to figure out you know, oh, wow. where's next. Uh, you know, there was there was oh, somebody wow. else that did, yeah, Francis. I um, need to catch up with Joe. If that's he's, so he's just gone and he's not coming back to Canada. No, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, oh, wow. Because uh, they're putting in uh, all that the uh, well, they're mandating um, uh, health passports and all this kind of nonsense. Uh, mm. And you'd have to also quarantine in a uh, in a hotel and get well, a government chosen hotel once you got back for a minimum of two weeks at your own expense, which runs into the thousands of dollars. So a lot mm. of the people that went to the conference, I've heard multiple stories, multiple people went to that conference and have just gone. They, they, like, they canceled their flights home or they canceled onward flights to wherever they were going and they just making shit up as they go along. And um, it's, it's mm. incredible. A lot of them ending up bouncing around Costa Rica or El Salvador, of course, they want to go check out what's going on down there. 
how 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 did that kind of affect your thinking when when that news dropped about El Salvador when when well, Jack... the El Salvador news? Um, oh, it was I, it was incredibly exciting. I, I wrote about it. I do people know I do a weekly article for BTC Times, and I wrote about it there. Um, Icy Fire, a bit like, you know, named after the the song by the the um, the song from Lord of the Rings. But um, yeah, it was just so powerful, the, the, the imagery, what was happening, um, even just having a sort of impromptu Twitter spaces call and then on that talk, while, while the boat was going through, just brainstorming the idea of using volcanoes, excess energy. And it's like, and this energy was going to waste, it was like, it's like a textbook example right there in real time of why you know um, Bitcoin and proof of work is such a powerful concept. Um, it's it, so it was really really exciting. Um, obviously, yeah, I I was blown away by it. I I didn't expect that to happen so soon. Um, I, I'm really excited to see it progress. Um, but I also realize that no matter what happens, the fact that it even it, right now on Wikipedia shows the uh, Bitcoin as the, um, one of the reserve assets for El Salvador is another massive tick and massive line achieved. And we're gonna achieve them more, many more. The, the rate at which we achieve things is going to accelerate. Um, I worry, you know, you see these exponential returns. Are we in the middle of that? And then in which case, you know, are our minds literally going to be blown by before the end of the, the year? I mean, think about it if it's exponentially increasing and it's and we see more in the next three months than we saw in the last sort of year. Will we will we literally be able to take <laughs> that much new news? But um, you know, we'll have to just try and, and enjoy the ride, you know. <laughs> I don't usually ask people for price predictions, but you've had your head oh. plugged into an exchange mm. for how long now? Mm. Eight years, did you say? Yeah. And you called you uh, called December twenty. You called December twenty twenty as uh, the new all time high date. I remember that. What are you um, What are you thinking? Looking forward. What's um, going on? Because you know no, what happened. I, I, you I know what happened I this I year. Can't, I can't. I can't give. I can't give, I can't give, uh, I do give, um, I have to just because, you know, it's an important part of our business. So I have to give a view of what I think is going to happen to the price to the board and investors, etc. cetera. But um, I, I don't do it publicly. But <laughs> I'm, 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 I don't do it publicly, unfortunately. Um, but, um, you know, we're still in this business. We're still really, really, I would just say we're really, 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 really excited. That's all I'm going to say, basically. We're really excited. We're really excited. <laughs> Bullish has a, has a pricing uh, connotation. But I just say I'm very excited. I'll leave it at that. All right. I'm going to say I'm bullish. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And if you... Back to back to our conversation earlier about like the amount of building that's going on. Imagine like the different amount of services when we get to come the next halving, which still seems so long away. How many more services? I mean, well, it's twenty twenty four, right? Yeah, 
and uh, it's going to be. Yeah, we're, th- we're getting. Th- we're, well, um, no, it's it's a long time away. Think about what's we're approaching going to be halfway through. Yeah, what's going to be in place? Uh, right? I mean, look at look, you were talking about second layer, like you know, li- lightning and liquid. By then, will just be so mature, and they won't be the only ones. I I don't. I don't know if we're thinking too far ahead for 2024, to be honest. I feel like, you know, this is one of these things, slowly then suddenly. If you think about all the things that are happening in the world right now, um, all the developments where we're at, I mean, just take the Amazon use case. I mean, if they accept Bitcoin, it's possible they're so big you can you can people say well another claim you can't use bitcoin for much well at that point you will be able to live off bitcoin there is you can buy cars you can buy um you can buy furniture food services movie entertainment everything that you want to buy and on top of that they sell um um wholesale goods that that um merchants retailers will buy so if you're a retailer you can accept bitcoin and pay for your living costs but also you can use the money that you've received if you wanted to to pay for your suppliers on the same platform so you can literally get to circular economy level overnight for much of the world you know so it depends on how far reaching they go but if, if you can buy anything that's available on amazon with bitcoin then it's possible to live off Bitcoin, yeah, and um, for and not just in El Salvador, which is incredible, but you can choose to be almost anywhere in Europe, almost anywhere in North America, um, and much of the rest of the world. You could decide I'm gonna just just use Amazon and run my business, take all my goods through Amazon, uh, buy all my supplies through Amazon, and provide all my service through Amazon. And and by all my daily requirements for Amazon, you know, it's that's where you're at. No need to convert with a card or a Visa or debit card because I've always preferred the idea of just using Bitcoin directly. You you can use Lightning to pay instantly. Um, it's that could be incredible, and that's supposed to happen in months. Now, if that happens this year, you're talking about 2024, that's two and a half years of that running. You don't need two and a half years of that running. You need, you need three months, two and a half months of that happening for it to potentially be an explosion of, uh, of the, the repercussions that be huge. So I think um, CBDCs, I think they are coming and at the rate they're coming is accelerating, but they, their impact for Bitcoin is only is only positive as well, because it, it it makes it much more easy to compare apples and orange apples with apples, because they're now both digital currencies. Um, they both have some form of you can call it maybe a blockchain. I'm not sure. Let's see the details, but they will purport to be in some ways equivalent. The only difference is the monetary policy. So, um, you know, so um, I'm, I'm behind that one is by maths and game theory and the other one's backed by um, muscle, effectively. Um, and it's, 
it's uh, so therefore we're going to be able to it only will take a few months of those being out for people to be more easily able to compare. Again, the input of that can be far reaching and very rapid when it happens. So, well, uh, just hold, I just keep saying, uh, I'm like, right now, I'm like with this table in front of me and I'm holding onto it really tight to, to sort of give the vision that it's like this sort of fairground ride and you really need to hold on. Don't let go. Don't don't lose concentration for a second because this is a this is a really a once in a generational thing happening right now, and we you need to be focused. You need to be focused on Bitcoin one hundred percent. The Amazon news is huge. I mean, imagine now overnight people are on it. People are on Amazon. My God, people they might click through that site once a day. Now all of a sudden they're seeing everything priced in either dollars euros or whatever and next to it also being priced in bitcoin like that subliminal messaging just to like pre-coiners no coiners normies noobs whatever you want to call these people that are just used like what the hell is that why is that there now but now imagine that because maybe maybe amazon start collecting bitcoin on their balance sheet and they want to attract as much bitcoin as possible they start pricing discounts for bitcoin that would be a huge tipping point when you've got the world's I, I, eyeballs looking at that. It's like, wait a minute, that's going to cost me 10 quid to buy that or £8.50 in Bitcoin equivalent. Why would I not use the Bitcoin for the same? I mean, we could go. I, I don't know how far it's going to go. I would love to see that. But and, and that could happen because it could make financial sense for it to happen. But if they offer it in any shape or form as a means of payment, you've already, I, I look at the sort of arguments that people say against it and it wins when you can refute clearly with evidence, every argument. We can refute all of them with logic, but some people need to see it, you know, to believe it, you know? Um, some people just need to see it to believe it. And so, Bitcoin will never be a reserve currency for a country. Well, you can see it now. Yes. Um, Bitcoin can't um, survive uh, a ban by um, China. Well, you can see it now. <laughs> and, and Bitcoin is never going to be used to, you know, it's not useful. You can't use it for anything. Well, with Amazon, it's like you can use it to buy any, literally anything. You can literally buy any item you can imagine and many that you can't a good or service you can now buy and it's not some sort of hypothetical you can buy it on site you don't know we're talking about a site that almost every person at least in the western world and much of the rest of the world has interacted with at least some point and sometimes multiple times a year so you throw away the argument and you just you just discard the argument that you can't use it. And so I'm just really excited. I just start, I start listing off the arguments and which ones have, have, have we got left. And that's just another one that goes tick. Oh, Obi, you'll, you'll never see Bitcoin on a, on a listed company's balance sheet. Yeah, that's another one. That's another one. I mean, this year, this, this 12 months, we've just taken so many. 
Uh, and it's like the wealthiest person in the world has bought some, you know, um, as well. You've, you've plus, plus some of the most impoverished people in the world have bought some. And, uh, you know, um, I don't know if this is, because most people say Bitcoin is boring. I go, if this is boring, I, I'm just trying to work out what exciting is, you know? Because <laughs> it's like, you know, are you looking at the same thing I'm looking at here? You know? And obviously there's a snowball effect. If, if, if Amazon supports that, others will have to follow, but uh, you just need one of every category. Now you said before that you you really like looking into the psychological side of things. How Bitcoin? Yeah, okay. Got to end in five minutes. Okay. How Bitcoin changes um, people's thoughts? You've been doing this a long time. You've probably been getting system upgrades over the uh, last eight years. What's the most recent one? System upgrades for to, to your mind, to your mind, to your psychology. To my mind. Yeah, to, to your my to, mind. to your psychology. Ooh, that's an interesting. I, well, I, I think I said it. Um, I have been fully on board Bitcoin store of value um, for now. And um, once it reaches a certain set level of maturity and a certain market cap and so on, um, inflation, uh, the, the level of um, volatility will reduce and it will then naturally start to be used as this um, medium of exchange. Um, and I thought that technology will come in time, but that's for future right now, it's the story store of value. Uh, but I, uh, the upgrade in my mind is that um, reviewing again, because my background is quite technical, so reviewing again where we're at with Lightning and reviewing it's a boring, it seems a really boring techie thing, but um, the approach to scaling Lightning from a network topology point of view, how how is the network going to scale? How are you gonna be able to find routes on the Lightning network to be able to get from one place to the other in a scalable way? And the, and the solutions that people have come up for that, they made me feel comfortable that we have approaches to do that, that are, that are workable now and scalable now, not in future. And in future, they're getting even better, but they're workable right now. Um, and therefore, uh, using it for payments stops becoming a thing for later. It's now a thing for now, and that's the upgrade. So that's why our mission has always been to make Bitcoin easy, make buying and owning Bitcoin easy. But we've upgraded our vision. And uh, now CoinFirst's vision is to make buying, owning, and using Bitcoin easy. And so you're going to see more of that over time because we think that the systems that are out there to allow that have, have, have reached that level of maturity. Love it, mate. Okay. What, what's your answer to the last question? Do you need me, do you need me to repeat it? Yeah. Say it one more time. If you had one orange pill left to give, who would you give it to and why? <laughs> oh. I can't believe you forgot One it. Orange pill left. <laughs> no, no. Who would I give it to and why? I would give it to no one famous. It would be the next person that I meet and 
eyes who is I can see would really benefit from Bitcoin, but because of misinformation from other people, they are missing out on the opportunity. We all have them, that friend or a person, that loved one you care about, but because of years of misinformation, they are missing out. And um, if I could, I would, give them that orange pill um sometimes you know i've gone as far as you know help underwrite their initial small investment if i can just so that their risk is basically zero and sometimes people still don't want to do it even when you're, their risk is zero so i would give the orange pill to that person it's not about these big uh, uh famous celebrities etc and talking heads Bitcoin is about everyday people. It's about power to the people, strength in numbers. And all of us know three or four people like that. And if we can help those as a group, that's far more powerful than helping a few ultra privileged people who, who you know what, it's good. If they don't hear about it, it just equalizes the world, in my opinion. Love it, mate. I can't even remember who you answered the first time around. Uh, I'll have to go back and re-listen. <laughs> but uh, I think that's an upgrade to your answer right there. That's uh, that's very cool. Well, no worries, how, matey. how can people come and find you, mate, and learn about everything that you're doing? Where do they find your writing? Where do they find your company? And how can they uh, contact you? Okay, well, first of all, company, um, CoinFloor, CoinFloor com or .co.uk is the best way to find us. And you can download links to download the app from there. Go to the iPhone store uh, or the app store or the Android store and download it as well. And really have a great, easy experience buying Bitcoin. Um, for me, I'm luckily, I'm, I'm early to Twitter. And so my name on Twitter is Obi, O-B-I. And you can find um, my occasional musings there. And then finally, I write a weekly article for the BTC Times, that's btctimes.com. Um, and you can see those, uh, a new one's coming out tomorrow, um, which, which would be an interesting one. I'll give you the sneak peek, the title's called What If. What sure. If, mate, love it. Yeah. Look, forward to, uh, look forward to seeing it. And uh, have you ever thought about rebranding to, can you hear the chicken? <laughs> Called, called, can you hear the chicken? No, no I haven't thought did, about that. Did, did, did you hear it in the background? There? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did, I, did, I did hear the chicken. I did hear the chicken. Rebranding. Was it a chicken? I thought it was a cockerel. It, it not, is. It yeah, excuse me. Yeah, it is a cockerel. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, it was like... <laughs> rebranding to corn floor. That was, that was the last joke that was... Uh, corn floor, yeah. Corn, <laughs> corn flour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, corn flour would be the Satoshis, uh, I guess. Yeah. Oh, like you're, you're seriously, you're pushing the corn, corn floor. I, I'll, I'll, I'll pass the marketing team to consider. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Obi, it's been great to catch up. Go do uh, your other call. I really appreciate great it. Great to catch up with you as well. Take no, care. it wasn't the call. It was more like battery power. <laughs> my, okay. It was more like five minutes of battery power left on my phone. That's, that's the reason. Otherwise, I'll happily talk to you forever. All right, then, matey. Take See care, you mate. Later. Bye. 
Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to that episode with Obi, who has the smoothest voice in the business. I think I, I remember a pleb under the first episode I released with Obi. Uh, something along the lines of, oh my god, Obi's voice is like butter. And it is, uh, even though he was in a, an empty apartment and a slight echo in the background. He bought, uh, he bought the goods and he bought some great knowledge as well. It's, um, it's great to see inside the workings of the mind of someone that's been around and so involved with Bitcoin for so long and see how bullish he is and still how in love with the whole sector that he, he is now and still thinking of how do we make this better? How do we make this easier? How do we push our company forward? How do we serve our clients? And how do we engage with all of the new tools and exciting things that are being built and improving Bitcoin? You're not bullish after that? I don't know what you need to hear. So enjoy the next pump because there's one coming. But please make sure you take control of your coins and use a hardware wallet. You can use Bitbox02 Bitcoin only edition. You know that. It's shiftcrypto.ch forward slash bitten. Go stack with Obi at coinfloor.co.uk. Stack with Julian and the guys across Europe with Relay, R-E-L-A-I.ch, or with Corey and the guys at swanbitcoin.com forward slash bitten. Take care, guys.